Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Shane Britt, and it is such an honor to have you join our podcast today. I pray that you will find something uplifting and encouraging in the word you are about to hear. Also, please feel free to connect with us via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm so excited about what you're about to hear. Well, Let's dive do? right into the Word of God. Y'all ready to go home and eat hamburgers or y'all ready to, y'all ready to have a little church? I, I, I feel like a little church is about to, to explode in this house. I was captivated in my morning devotions this week by a verse of Scripture that when I began to read it, it's just been going over and over in my, over in my spirit. In Isaiah chapter 3, verse number 10. Isaiah 3, 10 is not something that you, you should be able to quote. Don't, I don't even remotely, you may have never even heard this scripture. Because it never resonated with me like it did this week. The Bible says in Isaiah 3, 10. Say ye to the righteous. That it shall be well with him. For they shall eat the fruit of their doings. And you just got to let that marinate in your spirit just for a second. We are listening to a prophet. Tell a group of people, if you read chapters 1, 2, and even into 3, we are seeing a people who have been so distracted by false gods, they were serving the gods of the world. They were serving graven images. They were doing everything repulsive unto God. They were doing it. They were living it. They were, uh, let, let's just say it was probably 2022 on steroids, if you can imagine that with me. But I am so glad that God has a remnant. I'm so glad that even in the midst of the darkest of times, the darkness of the hour, the darkness of the day, that God still has a remnant of people that shall not bend nor bow even when everybody else around us is bending or bowing. You see, when I read this scripture today, uh, it, it was one of those scriptures that just say ye to the righteous. So I've come to encourage today the righteous. I've come to let you know that I don't care what's going on around you, what's going on maybe inside of you, that internal war and that internal battle. If you can just understand that it's okay to be righteous. It's okay to not accept the mindset of the world that we are a part of. Because I've got a promise for you. And I've come for, with a word for the righteous. If you will remain righteous. So I said, what was righteous? What does righteous mean? And I begin to look. The quality of being morally right are justifiable. It means that 
we are righteous is one of the chief attributes of God portrayed in the word of God. It means ethical conduct. It means moral according in accordance to divine or moral law. It just sounds like something I want to do. It sounds like a person that I want to become. Can I get a witness in the house? It just, it's just kind of the people I want to hang out with. Somebody that's just morally and uh, they're lined up with the divine and moral law. But here's what I like better. One of the things about this I like. When you are righteous, you're free from guilt or sin. Morally right or justifiable, a righteous decision. I didn't read anywhere in there where it said you had to be perfect. But I do read that when you are righteous, there is something that's activated inside of you that says, I refuse to live another day under the guilt of the sins of my past. I refuse to live and give the enemy free rent in my mind and occupy space in my spirit because I am the righteousness of Christ. I've been redeemed. I've been bought with the blood. I've got his name on my, I've been buried. I've been buried in baptism in the name of Jesus. I'm not just anybody. I'm just not some aimlessly walking human being that was just mistakenly formed by God. But no, he knew me before I was even formed. He knew me. He knew my ending all the way before my beginning. And I feel a shift in the atmosphere of, of, of the world, but primarily I feel a shift in the Holy Ghost in the United States. This past week was a monumental week in our country. I will not be political, but I will be righteous. And I will tell you that the will of God was done in our country. And as our Supreme Court justices voted and cast their lot on the side of righteousness. I believe that God took note of that. Well, all this other stuff's going on and all this other. Yeah, I understand that same-sex marriage in certain states is legal. But it doesn't make it righteous. I understand there may be even states that will give you the opportunity to, to, to have an abortion, but it still isn't the righteous thing to do. And here's what I've come to tell you, that if we've ever been righteous and if we've ever stood for truth, now is the hour. It, we don't need to wait four months. We don't need to wait four years. But God is trying to shift something in the atmosphere. Shift something in the hearts of men and women. To jar them back to a foundation of righteousness. But as the word of God says. When he returns. Will he find faith? Will he find a people that still believe it's okay to be righteous? Will he find a people that, that stands and says, it's okay to be holy? It's okay to be separated. It's okay to stand out in a crowd and say, you know what? I'm not like everybody else. I don't do what everybody else. I don't talk like everybody else. 
but all for a remnant that would rise. All for a people that would say, Pastor, God, family, children. I preached it a couple weeks ago. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to be righteous. We're going to do what's right. We're going to stay with the book. Because here's my promise. Say ye to the righteous that it shall, not might, it shall be well with him. So you mean there's a reward for being righteous? Absolutely. You mean there's a payday, uh, there's a reaping uh, for, for doing what's right? Absolutely there is. You mean there's a reward for living for God, Brother Court? Yes, there's a reward for living for God. The Bible tells us that there is a reward of His hands that will be given to us. Matter of fact, we're going to eat the fruit of our doings. So what we do, we're going to get to enjoy. How we live, we're going to partake of. That goes both ways. We sow to the world corrupt, we're going to reap corruption. We sow righteousness, we're going to reap righteousness. And we're going to eat the fruit of our doings. How many are glad we're saved by faith? Not of works. But the Bible says that once we are purchased and once we are bought, there are works that do follow there is behaviors that follow us. There are conscious and choice decisions that we do because we want to. And because of that, because of that, we start enjoying a different harvest. Have you lived for God long enough that you're enjoying a different harvest than the harvest you did when you were in the world? It's amazing how, how quick seasons change when you make your mind up to be righteous. You start living for God. Seasons changing. My God, I'm enjoying the blessings of God. I'm enjoying the, 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 the things that he said in his word that I can have. My Lord, his word said, the Holy Ghost is, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I don't know anybody in this room that ought not get the Holy Ghost today because of what you will get to partake of. Righteousness, peace. Joy? I don't know about you, but I got joy today. Matter of fact, you'll probably see a shirt on me the next day or two. I got joy. That the world can't give and the world can't take it away. So if I've got a promise that I am going to reap and eat the fruit of my doings, it behooves me as, as a Christian as a child of God, to keep doing what's right. You know, you know what? Living for God's not all, it's not that hard. You just got to get your mind made up. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live. This is how I'm going to conduct myself. And I am going to line up my decisions and my thoughts and my actions with the word of God. When I do, I'm, I'm walking the path of righteousness. I'm doing what the word says. And therefore, when I do what the word says, I'm sowing into a path of righteousness that I'm going to get to enjoy. I'm going to get to eat the fruit of my doings. 
Then I started thinking, Lord, why wouldn't everybody want to do this? Why wouldn't everybody want to live for God? Why wouldn't everybody want to be righteous? And then I was reminded. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man. Matthew 24. As in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then I started looking. Then shall two be in the field, and one be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal. One shall be taken, and the other left. And then the command, watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. When I read that afresh again this morning, it's almost the attitude, I'm going to get righteous just right before I know he's coming. I'm going to do what's right just before the coming of the Lord. Just before. But the Bible says, be ready. You can't wait for tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen next week. We lived, a, last night when my wife came to the, to the desk where I was sitting and told me a horrible tragedy in her family. Her, her first cousin's husband, and we prayed for the family chose to take his own life last night. I said, I'm still in shock, babe. I'm going to be honest with you. I prayed for Kimberly and the family this morning. But I just, I thought, we don't know when our time is. We don't know when our number's going to be called. We don't know what tomorrow may hold. But it behooves me. Oh, I've got a promise if I'll just remain righteous, and if I'm not righteous, I start making righteous decisions as a byproduct of receiving the gift of God under salvation, the gift of the Holy Ghost, I can start becoming the righteousness of Christ. I can be saved. All of these people listed in this parable had both of them known. I'm sure both of them in the story whether they were in the field, at the meal, they would have both took a little inventory and made themselves ready, but they didn't know, brother. We, one almost took, one almost left. One almost took, one almost left. I don't know when the coming of the Lord is, but when I hear of events that just happened in our country, something inside of me tells me there's something going on bigger than what we can even perceive bigger than what we know. There's a call going out to every prodigal. There's a call going out into the heart of every loved one. Those, 
Because it's not his will that any should perish. It's not his will. that He wants all of us to be righteous. That's why he gave us a promise. If you say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. In other words, I don't care what's going on out here. You just remain righteous and you're going to be okay. You just remain righteous and keep doing what was doing what's right. And if you don't believe me, I'll, I'll go to the very last uh, chapter of the Word of God in Revelation. John the Revelator is wrapping up on that Isle of Patmos. After getting in the Spirit on the Lord's day, he would pen the words. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. For the time is at hand. But listen to this. He that is unjust, let him continue to be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. So what do you have here? You have the unjust. They're going to continue to be unjust if they don't repent. Let the filthy, if they don't repent and come to God, they're going to remain filthy. But you mean to tell me while the unjust are being unjust and the filthy are being filthy, there can be a still a remnant that would span all the way back into the book of Isaiah and we can parallel these two scriptures and John the Revelator before he laid his pen and parchment on the ground and would roll it up and seal it for a season and a time, he would say to the church and say to those that would read in years to come, he that is righteous, just keep being righteous. Don't you, don't you get disillusioned. Don't you get distracted by what's going on around you. You that are holy, you keep being holy. You that are doing the things that you know, just keep doing it. Don't you get, because there is a reward by my hand if you will do what I've asked you to do. Jesus would move upon the on the hand of John. And he would write, and behold, I come quickly. Put verse number 12 on there. I'm telling you, he, he's at the close of a dispensation. He's at the close of a book that he is writing that's filled with prophecies that tell us the dimensions of heaven. It gives us the condition of the seven churches. It tells us of the tribulation. It tells us of the battle of Armageddon. It gives all of the accounts that we're, we're grasping at, still trying to figure out the day and the hour, but no man knoweth the day or the hour. But he would tell the righteous and the holy to remain righteous and holy. And he would close. And behold, in red words, I come quickly and my reward is with me. When Jesus comes, he's not just coming in the flesh. He's not just going to plant his feet on the Mount of Olives. When he comes, 
He's got something with him for the righteous, for the holy, to the redeemed. It's a reward. And, and here, here's the, the conditions. To give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates. into that city. Brother Dodd, I don't know about you, but if it takes being righteous to go through the gates, I want to be righteous. If it's going to take holiness to get through the gates, I made up my mind. I'm going to be holy because when he comes, he's going to have a reward. But he's got something for every righteous, for every holy, for every redeemed individual. Stand to your feet, musicians, come. I got a right to a tree. That's where we need to start walking. That's where we need to start walking. I'm going to help somebody right now. We need, to, we need to lift up their head. I said, we need to quit walking defeated. We need to quit walking like some second-class citizen. Every day I get out of the bed, I got to make my mind up. I'm going to be righteous. I'm just going to live morally right. That's really not that hard. I'm going to live godly. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to love my neighbor as myself. I'm going to let the love of God flow through me. I'm going to do that which is right in the eyes of God. And when I do, when he comes, he's bringing his reward with him. He's bringing my reward with him. He's bringing your reward with me. So I'm telling you, if you've got the Holy Ghost today, you're doing your best to live righteous. I want you to leave this service in a few moments with your head lifted up. Not in a prideful way. Not in an arrogant way. But you know what? Today, I've got a promise. It shall be well. It shall be well with me. It shall be well. It's going to be okay. Don't be weary, mama. Don't be weary, faithful saint. In due season, you're going to reap if you faint not. Don't be weary in doing well. Because one day you'll live to eat the fruit of your doings. You're going to eat the fruit of your, what you're doing every day. Oh, I'm just... You may be the only one in your family living for God. You may be the only one trying to be righteous. You just keep doing it. I said you just keep doing it. There's somebody hanging on your nail. There's somebody that's watching your life. You just keep doing it. You're going to eat the fruit of it. Your children will be saved. Those grandchildren will come to an altar of repentance. The word to the righteous is... Be righteous still. The word to the holy, be holy still. Because if you do, you're going to eat the fruit of your doings. Would you just lift your hands all over this place? Brother Paul, 
So glad you came today. Mr. Donna, I'm so glad you came. Church family, I'm glad you came. But I, when we walk out of that door in a few moments, I want us to come to a fresh revelation. If I've been born again of the water and spirit, I've got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me. I'm striving and endeavoring to live for Jesus every day that I get up. Oh, I'm off. I'm to start walking in the power of God. And I'm about to let the world know that the only righteousness of me is not self-righteousness. It's the righteousness of Him that He is birthing in me. So when your thoughts don't line up with the world's thoughts, that's His mind becoming your mind. The mind of Christ being formed in you. When you, man, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. That's the righteousness of Christ working in your life. I don't go there any. That's the right. Don't silence the voice of righteousness. Because you're going to live a few more days and a few more weeks and a few more months. And the fruit you eat. Wow, I never experienced peace like this. I didn't know a family could be so peaceful. I didn't know this could be what a home was. I, I didn't know this was what living for God was all about. You start walking on the king's highway. You start walking in the plan that God has put before you and the path that leads to eternal life. They're going to play and there may be someone here today. You say, Pastor, I've been off. I've been off the path of righteousness. I've been off and away. I've been wayward. Or my relationship with God is cold. I hadn't been the most righteous person. I've made some poor choices. Can I say join the crowd? Well, I said some things I wish I hadn't said. Join the crowd. I went to play. I've done some things I should. Join the crowd. Have you gone outside the grip of grace? No, sir. No, ma'am. If you're hearing my voice today, God's give you another opportunity. If you've heard the word today, only the righteous has a destination that I won't attach to it. I've got the gates of the city waiting for me to walk through. I was just in Israel. I was captivated. All the gates are open but one. And I heard that I heard that God say, there's the eastern gate. Gate's been sealed for centuries. And that little guy, not even knowing the fullness of Christ, not even knowing, he said, we're waiting on the Messiah to come. And when the Messiah comes, that gate will be unblocked and he will ride into the city. It's sealed today. There's no passage through today, but it sits there as a beacon of hope that one day he's coming back. His feet are going to land on the Mount of Olives with rewards in his hand, but they'll only be given to the righteous. Eternal damnation will be given to the unrighteous, to the unholy, to the filthy, a lake of fire reserved. I don't want that reward. I don't want that destination.
I don't want that to be the legacy that I leave for my children. He just could never get his act together and couldn't just be righteous. And I'm looking at people all across this room. You can do it. You can do it. You can be what God's called you to be. You can be the man. You can be the woman. You can be the child, the young person that can stand in the midst of the crowd. And when they're bowing to the images of this world, you can look at a, you can look at a wicked government like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We'll not bow to your music. We're too righteous for that. We serve Jehovah God. We serve. We can't bow. You know you're going to get thrown in the fire. That's okay. We're willing to suffer the consequence. But what they didn't realize, Sister Kuhar, is the reward of their righteousness. The fruit of their doings was a manifestation of the fourth man in the fire. You see, when you stand all by yourself, you're really not standing by yourself. The manifestation, didn't we throw three in that fire? Didn't we throw three righteous into that? Oh, yeah. But I see four. And one likened unlikened unto the sun. But didn't we throw them in bound? They're up loosed and walking around. When you're righteous, there's some rewards that you enjoy here. And there's going to be some rewards you enjoy there. You just got to remain righteous. Do I have a few folk in this place that would just step out of your seat and walk to this front and say, Pastor, I make a commitment to righteousness. I'm expecting your soon return. I'm expecting you to return with rewards in your hand. And today I make a vow to do my best with your grace and with your strength. I want to be the righteousness of Christ. I want to be morally right. Students, let me speak to you. I know it's the summertime. I know it's the summertime, but when you get back to school, there's going to be some hot topics discussed. There's going to be agendas that's going to be pushed through the public school systems. And I'm not preaching against the public school system. But this is going to be an opportunity in your schools, in your colleges, that you can be a righteous voice. You, can be the, you may be the only one in all of those people that says, you know what, I love you, but I can't subscribe to that way of thinking. I cannot believe what you're trying to get convince me is right because I've read the word and I know it's not right. I choose to be righteous. You may stand all by yourself, but you're never alone. He's with you. He's walking with you. Husbands and wives, do the right thing. Work your family unit. Work that marriage on a foundation of righteousness. Children, as your parents lead you in that path of righteousness, follow them as they follow Christ. Because it's going to lead you to a place. It's going to lead you to a life 
that you're going to enjoy living and that's living for God they're going to sing very softly and some of you are going to begin to feel something as you begin to pray some of you are going to begin to cry some of you are going to begin to you're going to begin to rejoice some of you are going to make a covenant with God I'm going to be righteous oh God oh baptism of the Holy Ghost if you don't have that internal peace today if you don't have what it takes that will produce righteousness in your heart you can receive it today the Bible says if you'll repent in Acts 2.38 that's a turning from sin It's turning your back on sin. It's a surrender to Christ. It's a surrender to God. And say, God, I'm a sinner. I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. He said, if you repent, he's just to forgive. Repentance leads you to baptism. We're to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission, the washing away of sins. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you can raise your hand right now. We have robes and towels. We can baptize you in Jesus' name. And the promise is this. Once you repent, once you're baptized in Jesus' name, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Nobody's going to teach you how to speak in tongues. You're not going to go to a class and work. No, no, no. It comes from God. Repentance is my part. Baptism is my part. But the Holy Ghost is God's part. He fills you. And you begin to speak in a heavenly language. And that spirit that comes to live inside of you gives you the power. It gives you the witness inside of you. You can begin your journey. Would you pray what they're singing? Holy Spirit.